Hi, I'm Spencer Christian. I've been a broadcast journalist and weathercaster for more than 50 years. And over those years, I've met many remarkable people. Remarkable people with remarkable insight. Now, I'll be talking with them about the issues of the day and about their personal journeys. I'll even share a few of my own. So come join me after the weather, and we'll learn together. You are listening to After the Weather. I'm your host, Spencer Christian. Thank you for joining us. Our guest on this episode is ABC7 News contributor Phil Mateer. And there's there's so much to talk about, Phil. Kevin McCarthy's tortured path to uh, becoming Speaker of the House, Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat. Uh, let's start with McCarthy. Uh, it, it took him 15 votes over five days and seemingly endless horse trading to get House Republicans behind him. Did he give away the, the true power of the speakership in order to get people like Green and Gates and Gosar and Boebert behind him? Well, he certainly gave a lot. I don't know if it was the true power of the speakership because the true power of the speakership largely depends on the breadth of your majority. If you have a super majority that Nancy Pelosi was initially blessed with, then you have power because you can afford to punish some of your members. You can do various things because you have a cushion of votes that you don't need every one. When it's a slim margin, then you're basically held hostage by your the votes. That's the way it is, whether you're the Speaker of the House in Washington or the Speaker of the House in Sacramento. Yeah. So, yes, you do give away some of your power because the power to punish and re, you can always do, and reward is diminished because you just don't have that much. Right. The other side, you know, it did take 17 votes. It was an embarrassment, but it's short lived. Uh, I don't think if we walked out on the street right now and said, how about that Kevin McCarthy vote? Most people would look at you like, what? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. They're so, not paying attention anymore. Right. Well, there's not a lot to pay attention to right now. Yeah. And, you know, in some ways also, I would, I, I think, you know, we're, we're we likely going to go with this conversation is what does this do to his ability to, you know, quote unquote, get things done or right. move that's, things? That's exactly my question. But, but just before we get to that, just one quick thing about Nancy Pelosi, uh, during the, her last two years of her speakership, she had yeah. a very slim, very slim majority as well. Yes. She didn't have a lot of maneuvering room, but at least she gave the appearance of getting stuff done and twisting the right arms and convincing the right people to push the Democratic agenda through. Well, yes and no. Uh, okay. For starters, uh, one of the reasons why she got the last two years on her term was because she basically had told the progressives or those people that weren't happy with her that this is my last go around on the on the merry go round. Right. So she had right. taken that out. I'm not sure how it would have been if she was planning to come in on that margin. OK, right. so, so that's the first one. The second one. The second one is I don't know, with the exception of the. Uh, stimulus packages, which seem to, you know, pretty much be decided in the Senate, what the Democrats did in vis-a-vis the House. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, it, it's it's a balancing out between the House and the Senate. And mm -hmm. I could say, I could make the argument in the past two years, the most powerful person domestically in Washington was the Senator from West Virginia. Yeah, true. Okay? You could make that argument for sure. Joe Manchin. He, yep. by 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 being a Democrat and yep. being the lone vote, was able to take whatever it was that Nancy and the assembly and the and the and the House of Representatives 
passed out and then remake it. Okay. Without yeah. the, the house buckling back and saying no. Right. So she kept what actually what her strength was, was keeping the backwash from coming back. Right. And she was blessed in, in some ways by the midterms being right upon it, where she could sit down with those people that would otherwise scream bloody murder and say, no, we've got to at least be able to claim one victory. OK, mm -hmm. I and 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 if we roll the tape back a bit, let's not forget, because this I think one of the things that's interesting about your podcast and, and it is that we try to take a look a little more, uh, pull the lens back. Remember that. When Joe Biden was first came into the White House, the first thing he was touting was the infrastructure bill that 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 had passed this and 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 in the Senate and and he caught this great deal and it was Nancy Pelosi that blew that up within five minutes, and and really put his administration threw it off the track for for a year. How so? What was it exactly that she because did? Because the progressives weren't happy, said it right. wasn't enough. It didn't go far enough. It didn't have enough on climate change, didn't have uh, child right. care in it, didn't have a whole lot of the social programs that they said they had come to Washington. They never got them because it, Biden just eventually just said, look, they, we got to do something here. So right. Both sides. Uh, so and on the other and also in keeping now, let's bring it up today. Today, as far as Kevin McCarthy goes and the Republicans, I'm not sure America or anybody is really hankering for them for to, quote, do anything because right. <laughs> it might not be good. <laughs> well, that's that leads to my next question, too. It, it, it appears if you watch the theatrics of some of the more extreme Republican members of the House, that we might reasonably expect the next two years to be filled with theatrics and performance art and investigating the investigators and looking for Hunter Biden's laptop, as opposed yeah. to actually, you know, introducing some legislation that might help people. I agree. And that's probably what we're going to get. Right. And uh, and that is probably what we've had for the past two years on the other side. You know, like it or not, America has evolved, especially since World War II, but on hyperspeed since LBJ and on over hyperspeed since the Iraq war vote. Congress has basically abrogated its powers and responsibilities. Mm -hmm. The Senate with its we're not going to even debate anything unless you have 60 votes has rendered itself not. Uh, OK, exactly. right. Exactly. Okay. Yes. The House. And basically, the Senate is impotent because of that. Right. Self yeah. self-inflicted. There's nothing in the Constitution that says they have to do that. They're that's doing right. that on their own. That's, that's just they're, they're, the rules they made up. is not a constitutional. Uh, no, it's it's a pass. It's a way to give them a pass so they don't right. have to debate. Right. But what they do get to do is appear on Sunday morning talk shows. <laughs> <laughs> so that's which, which they all do quite well. Well, I don't know about well. Well, well I was going to say some some do. better than others. You might ask Marco Rubio about his most recent appearances. Exactly, <laughs> they weren't and so that, effective. <laughs> you can go to uh, the House, which is supposed to be looking for more on the domestic side and the debate side, and that has become a a series of television studios. Uh, whether it's the January six hearings or the Hunter Biden hearings or the Russia right. hearings, it, it's not there to have hearings to craft legislation which is supposed to be it is to uh to get on television and to present television debates right uh, right and so we are going to have more of that 
that is what we're going to have. Uh, the good side is, the bad side is nothing is quote unquote going to get done. The good side is, I don't know if I want these people getting anything done. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's a pretty good point. Uh, listen, I know that we, we, if we go back in time far enough, we can find goofiness on both sides of the aisle. But right now, there seems to be a whole lot of goofy on the Republican side of the aisle oh, yeah. in the House. And, and you know, yeah. you've got, you know, you've got people there who actually participated in or at least um, excused and defended the insurrection. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of scary. So but I, when I say this kind of scary, what I mean is uh, what can McCarthy possibly do to pacify those folks when he's trying to get some some worthwhile legislation? Wait, 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 Spencer, you you're, you're jumping. Let, let, let's go back just a little bit. First okay. of all, you're right. Uh, when you have uh, uh, this. uh like I said, not an overwhelming majority. Right. Then the voice of the 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 the, the extreme voice, only or the wacky voice, can control more. Second of all, in today's media environment, we can't get enough of them. Yeah, there would yep, have been a no time doubt. when we would have just ignored them, but yep. now we can't get. As a matter of fact, we will search them out. Our ratings are better with them. Yes, we think they are. Even though, you know, the ratings overall might be going down, but if we get a little blip off somebody, we're yeah. going to go for it. So Santos, okay, that's okay. A sideshow. It's the Democrats want to put it in center stage. Go right ahead. It's not going to change anything. It yeah. just diminishes the whole. But the uh, but but the the responsible legislation, I, I, I just don't I, I, I'm, I'm just saying I don't, I don't see it happening. And we've created this, and it is goofy now. And uh, you know, we well, will see where it goes. What What are some of the things that you do expect to see, though? I, I don't mean necessarily in terms of uh, meaningful legislation, but what will this Congress spend its time on? Will it continue investigating the investigators or trying to impeach the director of Homeland Security but, or those kinds of things? Well, well, some of those things, you know, I, I, some of those things are within the scope. Okay. Yeah. If they're not happy with Homeland Security. We should investigate. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, investigate the investigators. I'm, I can understand that. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think the FBI necessarily has acted, whether it was Hillary's emails or this other one, they, you know, are we politicizing what was once, uh, what was never has been, it, it's always been political. When people say, why would you want to ask and investigate the FBI's conduct? I said, only because ever since they've been in office, you know, whether no. they're red baiting or that's or, true. Or, that's true. But if you go back to the days of J. Edgar Hoover, I was happy to see somebody investigate. I, 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 was calling, I wanted yeah. that. So yeah. I, I don't know where this 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 thing where, where certain things that used to be like questionable are now sacrosanct and things right. that are sacrosanct are now questionable. So I say do what you're going to do. It's up to us whether we pay attention to it. Personally, I don't think people pay all that much attention to it. But if that's how you want, you, you actually want to, want to spend your day, I'll give you a nice room. We can paint it any way you want. You can put pictures <laughs> up. We can call it the playroom. You can yeah. go in there. Just don't spend too much money and, and, and go about it. All right. Good, good point. Well, I, one more thing about McCarthy before we move on to other things. So the House uh, under this new Republican majority has now gone back to allowing one member to be able to 
uh, you know, call to vacate the, the speakership. And, and I know we've had that before. That's that's not something new. Uh, but with this very, very slim majority, is that something that that Kevin McCarthy is going to constantly have to worry about if he if ticks off one member of his caucus, yeah. <laughs> they can call for him yeah. to vacate the speakership? You know, uh, I remember, you know, Kevin McCarthy has a history in the state legislature as well here in California. <laughs> OK, so he, he he's come up through the ranks. And I remember one prominent politician explaining Kevin McCarthy to me. And he said uh, it was Willie Brown. He said, yeah. Kevin McCarthy is is basically to understand Kevin McCarthy. He is the social director at the country club. Yeah. He's a hail good fellow guy. He is the social director. He wants to wear the jacket, the tie, the title. Yeah. yeah. Agenda I, doesn't exist. Yeah, it's it. whatever it is. So right. if one he has one dissatisfied member that calls him out, okay. Because I'm sitting there going, it's such a lightweight at the top. Losing it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I would say right. this, Spencer, watch out. Because if McCarthy gets jettisoned, and yep. they get a serious player in there, oh, gosh. then it yep. changes the game. Right. So right. if everybody wants to ridicule, be fine. But remember, uh, the next one could come in from Louisiana or someplace like that that's got a solid backing, and yep. that changes the game. It, you mean like a Steve Scalise or something yes. like that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, and of course, uh, McCarthy, well, I shouldn't say McCarthy is targeting, but the his caucus is targeting our local Bay Area Congressman Eric Swalwell by removing him from... Uh, his previous committee assignment um is, is there i i imagine there's gonna be a lot of targeting like that going on i know they're after adam schiff also and other democrats they view as you know, <laughs> you know, I, I love this because it's, it's not, not new targeting. i know i it's know it's not targeting new. you know and it's retribution it's and retribution go, yeah no no i sit there and in the words of the great joe Alioto, when diane feinstein came to him with a list of recommendations after she ran against him for mayor and and she she came in with a list of people she wanted to put on various commissions and he said Diane you don't cash losing tickets at the winner's window <laughs> I love that that's great I'm so glad you mentioned Diane Feinstein because that's exactly where I want to go next with our conversation uh so here we are our senior senator in her sixth California's senior senator in her sixth term um, and she's not going to run again. And we've already got announced candidates for her seat. Uh, you know, uh, Representative Katie Porter, uh, Adam Schiff, and Barbara Lee is expected to announce. Uh, so how jumbled will that field of candidates for the Senate seat become? Well, let, let's, I think that those are going to be the top liners, you know, whether Eric Swalwell, Representative Eric Swalwell from the East Bay of California or Ro Khanna from Silicon Valley, who is on the Bernie wing. Um, I, I think the three lanes that we've seen are, are taken right now, the three main lanes. Uh, that includes woman of color, Barbara Lee, progressive, Katie Porter, Barbara Lee, uh, Adam Schiff, by anybody's standards but California, uh, mid-ground Adam Schiff. Right. Uh, we've got it in there. I don't know who else. Within the Democratic Party, as it stands right now, you have a situation, and I, I'm just going to give you a little background on it. There are 100 senators in in the in the U.S. Senate, two from every state. We have Alex Padilla is one of our senators. These are vying to be the junior senator from California. 
One is Katie Porter, a progressive representative from Irvine, California area, mm -hmm. who is best known for taking corporate leaders to task with what she calls her whiteboard, where she right. pulls this thing out and hits it with these things. It's it's a it's a shtick, okay? It, it's performance art, but it's effective. It's it's, it's effective yeah. to a certain group. It's effective. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, Barbara Lee, and now now Katie Porter just spent. Yeah, Barbara Lee. She's woman of color, East Bay, longtime progressive, uh, and would have likely been a leading choice had Diane Feinstein not finished her does not finish her term. Right. And it would be her time has come, but she's on the elder side. Uh, the third one is Adam Schiff, who is a quote unquote star for his 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 managing of the impeachment of Donald Trump, for his work on the Intelligence Committee, and for the endorsement of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Okay. Uh, money wise, Katie Porter raised twenty five million dollars nationally to get reelected to Congress. She spent twenty of it. Hmm. So she's got some leftover. Not much. Right. Adam Schiff raised 27 and he's got it. Wow. Because he didn't have he 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 didn't have a fight. Right. So he's already pretty much financed. Yeah. And then Barbara Lee has to start looking. Now she's in a position to, but she's starting cold. So Adam Schiff, by a lot of those different things, would be the the most formidable. All right. He's better known, got a national base. Now, since we every state gets two, you're not going to see a lot of national money coming in for the Democratic side in California. Because the feeling is no matter who gets elected to California, they will be a Democrat. They will wear that jersey. Well, is that true? Even if the field, if the primary field becomes really crowded and the votes get, you know, all split up, does that would that improve the chance of a Republican getting elected? Well, this is where it gets interesting. It used to be we had a Democratic and a Republican primary. Right. The Democrat could win, split up the Democratic vote as much as you wanted, and they would still beat the Republican in the November election because mm -hmm. the Democrats outvote consistently 65-35. There's 35% Republican in California, whether it's Gavin Newsom running or dying for everybody. It's that. Okay, right. that number. So you have to take that number up. We have what's called an open primary where it's the top two vote getters, regardless of party. Exactly. So if a Republican gets in there, one Republican, mm -hmm. they'll take 35. And that would put them in the runoff. And it would be a fight among the Democrats. And then that would they would be fighting over 65%. So you'd only need 20 to 25 to be the winner. Right. If there's three candidates. Right. So that changes the dynamic and says, OK, you might be an Adam Schiff that's very well known. But can you can the can you where, where are you going to be within that 65 percent? And it could be very close. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a different one. There is a third party in California. It's the biggest part or a growing party. And that's the decline to states. There are people. OK. Right. But there is. Also, that's given birth to what I call the third party in California. You have Democrats, you have Republicans, and you have celebrity. Yes. Celebrity. Right. And what celebrity might we don't. Is there another Arnold out there? 
Uh, oh, I, oh I the, rock? the Rock? The, the rock, rock, yeah. Dwayne Johnson the rock, uh, yeah. uh, has somebody's tied up to a rock for Senate uh, website. Yeah. Somebody else bought the name for Dwayne Johnson for Senate. But that's the phenom of that is, I mean, he's what? He's from Hayward? Yeah. Local? Yeah. And, and that would trump, pardon the pun, <laughs> but yes. that is, we've seen, we, 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 we can't, you can't discount somebody. No, you, you can't whether discount it, no coming in and yeah. saying, I'm none of the above. Because if Porter and Schiff and Barbara Lee get into your traditional democratic uh, move to the left slugfest, yeah. that opens it up for the, re for the possible Republicans or an independent non-celebrity to roll in. Does anybody really know which way Dwayne Johnson leans politically, though? I mean... Is he left-leaning, right-leaning? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know something? You don't need to know if people feel like they know you. Yeah, that's true. No, I'm I'm just curious personally, but you're right. Yeah. Celebrity trumps, again, that, that bad pun, trumps everything in some cases. Well, let's, let's call it that. It's the Trump phenomenon, or the Arnold, but celebrity yeah. can, can trump how yeah. people feel about you. I, I throw this out there because everybody wants to like stack everything up and sort of say, this is the way it goes. And I go, no, there's always the, there's the chance of the oddball. There right. is the chance of the, of the odd. Okay. And some of this will have to do with the mood of the country. Yeah. How people feel uh, 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 you know how long does this you know if, if these people don't look like they're gonna if it's gonna be more of the same there's a chance that that somebody could roll in there yeah Let, let's talk about the mood of the country for a few minutes so phil i mean I, I take your point on on the celebrity factor and uh and you can't discount that i mean uh, uh, the rock is very popular and you know as you said if they if the democrats we know of sort of split everything up and uh, go at each other and tear each other down. Someone like the rocket step in there and win that Senate seat. But but let's talk about the mood of the country first and, and the perception that voters have that, uh, if we can believe the polls, that Joe Biden is doing a poor job. Uh, now I'm not here to, to be Biden's uh, uh, press secretary, but he can cite some real accomplishments. He can cite things like the infrastructure bill and the American uh, was uh, not survival act, but you know what, a rescue act. Uh, yeah. He can cite reduction of uh, prescription medication costs. He can, all these things are actual achievements. And yet, oh, and of course, jobs. Uh, you know, unemployment is at an all time low, and something like 12 million, million jobs have been created during his presidency, whether or not yeah. he was responsible. Okay, given that he can cite all of those things as achievements, why is it? that 62% of the public says they'd like to see somebody else as president? Well, because, you know, as Groucho Marx said, you're going to believe me or your lying eyes. <laughs> yes. You've quoted a list of accomplishments. Yeah. They are true. But for most people, they're not going to see that infrastructure. It hasn't paid off yet. The job. Yeah, the, I'm not sure it does. The you say infrastructure. It's a golden word. In California, that translates into high-speed rail. You yeah. think that that's okay? Well, how, do, how is that money spent? What are we doing? See, there's a, a thing in Washington where they think that things are significant, but it takes so long to filter down or doesn't necessarily filter down to the average person. Right. For example, you said that you know job growth is phenomenal. Yeah, we're yeah. coming out of the COVID thing, and it is. But where is it the biggest? It's in leisure and hospitality. Mm -hmm. those, are the, those are the minimum wage jobs. Now, if you don't have a job or you lose a job, 
that pays well. And somebody says, well, we are, we're having economic growth or all this is going on and you're not benefiting from it. Yeah. In the Bay Area, which is the richest part of, of the world right now, you can say the job growth is crazy. But every time you turn on the television, let's say on seven, they're announcing new round of layoffs, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But, so, you know, uh, and, and a, let me just say, oh, go, no, go ahead. Are, yeah. are heating bills in California are going oh, through the roof? They are. And they're going they to continue to go up. Our electric bills are going to continue to go up. Yeah. Gas is up. So while you have these data points and they're correct, they may not be the correct ones for the population. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could also argue that the numbers here in California uh, don't reflect what's going on nationally. I mean, you know, we pay more for gas than anybody else. We pay more for energy yeah. than anybody else. But that's not necessarily true across the country. No, but we also pay more than anybody else. Well, well that, you, that's what I'm saying. We pay more. Uh, no, oh, oh, we get paid more, too. Oh, I mean, we get, pay, oh, get yeah. paid more. Yes, yes, we do. We get paid but, more. But, but you know, but, you talk about that infrastructure bill and, and some of the others that, you know, you know have yet to, to pay off, so to speak. But... Uh, you know, most of that legislation I cited that was passed during Biden's presidency got little or no Republican support. They generally voted against all of those uh, measures. And yet yeah. many Republican congressmen went back home to their home districts after this legislation was passed and said, look what we delivered for you, an infra infrastructure bill and reduced uh, a prescription uh, uh, drug prices. And they were boasting about legislation they voted against. Yeah. And that's the way it goes. Yeah. I mean, that is the way it goes. Yeah. It's now the, the, the polling, uh, you know, the there, there's just a disconnect right now. And the president is I will tell you that the Democratic operatives and office holders I talk to, I mean, they are sitting there going, they don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if Joe Biden, as expected, announces he's running for reelection. Um, I don't know a lot of people that are going to be jumping up and down going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you think that's mainly because of his age and he seems old and slow? Uh, uh, because he certainly can point to, as we've discussed, some accomplishments, if you will. Uh, so could Gerald Ford. Ah. But he never got over uh, slipping on the uh, on the airplane. Yeah, yeah. The UK. So or part daily, of the Nixon. Yeah. Your daily look at joe biden and and the different things and some of this is what the media puts out there as the biggest thing you know right now it's the balloon yeah the biggest thing since ilian gonzalez <laughs> oh, gosh what a great co comparison you're right i love that but it's it's that's the nature of the job yeah, and everybody I, you, you look at it and then it's you know the document flub i mean you know you sit there and say that uh Trump was, you know, it was profoundly irresponsible for doing it. And then you're finding it. Oh, by the, where are they? They're next yep. to your Corvette in the garage. Yep. 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 I well, mean, these, these are so, and the age, yep. it, it's like uh, the Democrats I speak to say he's done a great job, a good job, but leave while you're ahead because okay. it's only going to go downhill and we're going to have a tough time. But Here's an interesting thing, because what we're seeing now is that the complete absence of a party structure on both the Democratic and Republican side. 
Well, what do you mean by a complete absence of a, of a party structure on both sides? I mean, I can see it, the disarray on the Republican side because they're trying to, you know, some are trying to move move past Trump. But that's what, not disarray. No, that's not disarray. That's healthy. That's saying well, yeah. time has come and it's it's time to move on. And we have a Republican structure, actually, a bigger fundraisers that are going, yeah, we're going to fund. They're letting it know. Trump, you're not getting funded this time. We're going we're looking elsewhere. You know, when I say this way, I'm just talking about, you know, the, a lot of the people who want to move past Trump aren't saying it publicly. A lot of the Republican leaders. But we know no, that's what they're wishing for. You don't have insult to injury. You're going to injure the guy. Yeah. 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 But you but, are. But so but, on the Democratic side, what's the where's the, the you don't have anybody. There's no AFL-CIO. There's no Teamsters uh, to go to the right. White House and say, look, you've done this. It's been good. But we we need we need some younger. It's time to move on. Right. We need younger. So does that open a door for, for Gavin Newsom, who only you, you it, say it does. But you've no. got that. I mean, you see, see, here's the, di- the difference. And this is where it's going to get interesting. The Republicans have the DeSantis's yep. of the world out there. Right. It's say no to Trump. Right. That's right. The Democrats, because Joe Biden is the leader of the party, not one of them. It's going to be interesting to see is going to come out and say, I'm running. Right. Right. And as you've said before in this podcast uh, and in other places, Gavin Newsom is not running for president. He's standing for president. But uh, what would it take for him to you know, start running? That would be a very near nervy thing because the fear among Democrats, and this is where they're, they're they're kind of paralyzed, is if someone challenges the president, a sitting president, you wound them. Yeah. That's what Ted Kennedy did to Jimmy Carter. Yeah. He he wounded him, and that led to the Reagan election. That's what Ronald Reagan did to Gerald Ford. Yeah. He wounded him by running against him in That's the primary right. and defeated and led to defeat. Yep. So that is the fear is that if you challenge a sitting president, that you wound them and you lose. And so, so basically, it looks like the, the party that well, the, the Democratic Party is stuck, as is the country, until Joe Biden makes it clear what he's going to do. Yeah. And they might be stuck after that. Yeah. Because every race, like you said, from the Senate on in that, it's going to be the issue. Do you support the president? Do you think it's, he should be the guy uh, running the country for the next four years? Yeah. It's going to that's going to be playing out. Wow. And, uh, you know, the uh, and, and, you know, something, Spencer, you talked about his accomplishments and, and they are very valid. But America as a, a group, you know, we line up for things. You know, when you're waiting for a bus, we line up. Yeah. We do not like chaos. We don't like disorder. Yep. We, yes, we, we 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 want justice and things like that, but we don't necessarily like disorder. And when you see things like the border yeah. and things like that, that's disorder. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those things and, can... and you can have the economics, you can have the, the jobs, you can have these things. And I'm not sure what they're going to do about interest rates and all that other stuff. But if, if people feel there's disorder around them on their daily lives or on the screen of the television at night, that's what. Yeah. Exactly. Even if. And it may not even be correctly re- representational. Right. Yeah. Even if the disorder they see is not something that can be fixed by the president, for example, interest rates. I mean, that's out right. of his hands. But but if you're but, going to claim yeah. job growth yeah. and a hot economy, 
you 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 have to take that that comes with it phil phil Matier, as always a great pleasure having you on the podcast today uh take care my friend and we'll see you again soon to talk local and to talk <laughs> local yes we got we need to talk about the the problems facing san francisco and oakland and san jose and how the mayors are doing two of whom are new at the job, but that's for another podcast. And for everyone who's listening, thank you for joining us. Uh, join us next time for After the Weather. After the Weather was edited by Leonard Torres. Our executive producer is Marcus Young. This podcast is a product of ABC7 News. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform and leave us a like if you liked this episode. I'll talk to you later. Take care and so long for now.